Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, this, this was one of those tough days in the business if you cover football or if you play football. And, you know, there, there's a lot of things about the game that I love. There's one major thing about it that I hate, and it happened out there, you know, in training camp at the end of the two-minute drill. Ryan Jensen suffered what looks to be a very significant knee injury, his left knee. When he was rolled up on during a two-minute drill, that was limited contact for the offensive and defensive line. It happens. It's football. It should never happen at this level. And it's, it's really going to have a huge impact on the Bucks' success or lack thereof this season. I mean, you know, 24 hours earlier, the vibe around this team was euphoric with the signing of Julio Jones, who, by the way, Derek Sharp, this cat can still really play, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you had me all bummed out, but yeah, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about him just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he was just mossing people. He's jumping over people and, and around people. Yeah. It's a, that's that, that part's going to go well if he stays healthy, but who's not healthy is Ryan Jensen. And it's a damn shame and it could have been avoided. Um, and you probably won't hear a lot of talk about that. Uh, you know, I'll probably bring it up tomorrow with Todd Bowles a little bit. These things do happen, but they shouldn't at this level. These are professionals, right? And just to recap what went on, so they're in the end of a two-minute drill. There's literally like five more plays in the whole practice. I kid you not. Um, and we're kind of like getting ready to, you know, assemble outside where we do the interviews and whatnot. I'm kind of looking down there. And so the ball is snapped and, you know, you can't, you can't really predict how this is going to go. But Logan Hall, who is their young defensive tackle, right? He's in on defense in this two-minute situation against, with the number one defense. I mean, this, they're going good on good because Todd Bowles, God bless him, he wants competition. And so say, as much competition, as, yep. yeah, it's that whole, you know, we're going to compete. And so, you know, uh, the number one defense is going against the number one offense. And, and because it's two minute, you know, you're going to run guys in and out. But Logan Hall is is in on defense on the interior defensive line next to Vita Vea. And the ball is snapped. Now, in a two minute drill with Tom Brady, I mean, normally Tom Brady gets rid of the ball in under two and a half seconds. In a two minute drill, it's about two seconds, right? Like he's he is not holding it because you're you're trying to to work the clock. Um, you're trying to get completions and move your team down the field. And you're going fast. And so there's very little opportunity really to get pressure on Tom Brady, even if you had pads on, which they don't. The NFL rules prevent you from wearing pads for the first four days of training camp. Ooh. Well, why did they do that? It's part of the CBA. And the reason it's in the CBA is to protect players because presumably other than training and lifting weights and running and things like that they're not in what you would call football shape okay 
So they so so the the union and the league agreed as part of their collective bargaining treatment agreement. Hey, let's not just throw on the pads the first day. They used to do that, by the way. I remember many a practice, and I've done this for three decades. But I remember many a practice and many a training camp, and I'm not making this up. Would begin with a goal line drill, full speed. Seriously, wow. like they like they would they'd all come out in pads. They'd get down on the two yard line. And it's like, baby, it's training camp. We're going. And they just wanted to set the tone, right? Kind of foolish then, too, as you think about it. But at least they were padded up. That's what they did. Nowadays, they've gotten a little smarter. They're like, eh, you know, not everybody's in the same shape. Not everybody's practicing in the same part of the country, although it's hot everywhere. Um, Let's at least take the big guys and the small guys and say, you know, we're just going to, we're going to install. We're going to. Have some orientation. You're going to be out there for four days, no pads, okay? So what are the big guys doing if they don't have pads on? They're not playing football because linemen have to hit each other hard and lean on each other hard. And if you don't have – if you're not padded up, it makes no sense to do that. And, in fact, it's against the rules. The CBA has very limited contact – in, in the first few days of camp because you're not in pads. The problem is the rookie defensive lineman doesn't know the etiquette of the NFL yet. Okay? He's thinking, hey, I got a couple reps here with the number one defense. I might want to get off the ball really quick. I might want to show something. They're filming this practice. So what does he do? Does his job. But he does it without the proper etiquette. Takes an inside rush, and Stinney gets beat inside. Which, by the way, as a guard in the National Football League, you cannot get beat inside. You can get beat. You can't get beat inside. Quarterback's right there. You cannot get beat inside. So Jensen and Vita Vea are doing what veterans do. They're just standing there holding up, holding each other up. Vita's not trying to drive Jensen back into Brady. I mean, And at the end of the day, what's Logan Hall going to do if he wins clean? Is he going to hit Brady? I mean, what are you going to do? You know, the guy's got the orange. He's the franchise. He's the GOAT. So as soon as Stenny gets beat and Jensen's engaged with Vita Vea, Stenny kind of throws him down into Ryan Jensen's Ugh. knee, Ugh. into the side of Ryan Jensen's knee. And he go and ex- did exactly what you would expect. Now, they haven't officially come out and said anything except that it's going to be a couple days before they quote unquote do all the tests. Listen, the, the biggest headline of the year would be that Ryan Jensen still has a chance to play this year. It ain't happening. Okay. I don't have confirmation of this. It looks like an ACL, possibly an MCL as well. Um, Regardless, you could tell by his reaction when a player goes down, at this level and stays down and throws his helmet and says the word that in, in such a tone that you know he's in agony. And then the entire football team, not just the defense or the offense or the lineman, the entire football team, when he gets on that cart and he's totally immobilized and there's a trainer holding his knee and his ankle, when the entire football team walks up to the player and pats him on the head and, can, and, and gives him some condolences, it's over, okay? Or it looks like it's over. It's going to take 
a, a pretty good stroke of good luck for him to return any time later this year. Um, but it's a significant knee injury, and it's a significant injury to this football team because they've just signed and acquired or promoted or what have you two new guards. Remember, Ali Marpet retired at age 28. They had no idea he was going to do that. That surprised them. Middle of the summer, made his first Pro Bowl, 28 years old, made $32 million, says, I'm out. They weren't prepared for that. And then they lost Alex Kappa to free agency. They were kind of prepared for that, you know? So you get Shaq Mason from the New England Patriots, really good acquisition, played for Brady, NFL guard, quality replacement, okay, at the one guard spot. The left guard spot is a battle royale, which is between Aaron Stinney and the rookie Luke Godeke, and presumably Robert Hainsey, except now that all changes. And so you lose a Pro Bowl center who's 31 and was the first guy to sign back as a free agent the day after Tom Brady unretired. Not a coincidence. I was going to say, that's the thing that jumped. We'll get into a lot of levels of this, but that's the part that didn't stun me wholly, but... Yeah, from Tom Brady's perspective, shows you yeah. all you need to know about his talent, right? His talent and how Brady looks at that position, right? That's the relationship he has closer than anybody, physically or otherwise, on the offensive line. Those guys have to call the protection. They have to slide one way or the other. They have to see what the defense is doing. And I mean out of the huddle. You know, not once you get up there and stand there and look around like you do in college. No. This is immediate. And the thing about Brady is he wants the information yesterday. He wants it now. He wants it right away. And so, you know, it, it's there's a funny story about Brady when he signed here back in 2020. One of the first players he called in FaceTime was Ryan Jensen. And Jensen couldn't believe it. He's like, hey, Tom freaking Brady's FaceTiming. Like, what, you know. And within, after the pleasantries of, hi, I'm Tom Brady, no duh, and they talk back and forth. Brady says, hey, I want to talk to you about what you do on game day to keep your hands dry because I, I got to be dry. And, and here's what I want you to do. And in detail, he went through, and I'll spare you the details, he went through the baby, baby powder in certain areas, doubling the towel over and tucking it into your pants, not wearing a glove, which is something that Ryan Jensen has always done because – when you play on the defensive line, you get your hands all cut up and you, you want to be able to keep your, you know, your, your right arm clean that snaps the football. But Brady doesn't want him to wear a glove. So there goes the glove. So he went into great detail about how to keep the ball dry because Tom insists on keeping the ball as dry as possible. And I don't know, Rick. I think maybe a few more details would be awesome. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a couple. I, yeah, just, just. I don't want to get anatomically correct, but there are places you put baby powder that you can just imagine. It's a lot of baby powder, too. Like, they buy it by the bats. There <laughs> the, the, the babies in our audience are like, enough! <laughs> well, you know how there was a baby formula shortage? I'm shocked that there's not been a baby powder shortage because <laughs> That's a good point. of That's Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. If you people know where there's baby powder, uh, I, can, I know where there's buckets of it, okay? So... This is, this is how maniacal Brady is about the center. And, of course, Jensen, best in the game, right? He makes the Pro Bowl. He has this, this perfect combination of athleticism and snarl 
you know, he, he actually has had to throttle back some of the personal penalties and fouls, but guys love him for it because he, he's the, he has everybody's back and he plays to, you know, as Bobby Bowden used to say, the echo of the whistle. And so this relationship now has been going on for three years. They won a Super Bowl together. In fact, last year, they're playing against Miami, and Ryan Jensen's a tough guy. He doesn't miss games. And a lot of linemen play hurt, but but Ryan in particular. And so Jensen ends up uh, against the Miami Dolphins tearing his hip flexor, which doesn't sound good to me if you're a center and you're bending over all the time. Wow. Doesn't sound good regardless. So he, he has three quarters of the way through the game, he tears his hip flexor. So they're playing the next game is a Thursday night game. They got no time in between. I mean, it's walkthroughs. They're not practicing. And Jensen's out, or so he thinks. He thinks he's out. He doesn't practice at all. He's got a torn hip, hip flexor. And they get to Thursday, and Brady sa- and Jensen says, you know, I don't think I'm going to play. And Brady says, the bleep you're not. <laughs> and convinces Jensen to go out there pregame, try it, and he plays. And, and, and he plays the rest of the season with a torn hip flexor. Now, that's tough, okay? But that also shows you just how Brady wasn't going to have another center that night. Wasn't going to happen. They have one on the team, but they weren't going to use him that night. And so you, this is against this backdrop – now you have a situation where, you know, they've got to find a guy either on their roster, and there, and believe me, there's not Pro Bowl centers just hanging out there that aren't on a roster right now. Um, and it looks like it looks like the guy who get the first bite of the apple is Robert Hainsey, who's a Notre Dame tackle that they drafted in the fourth round last year that they moved to guard. And the irony is, is that he thought he was going to be in the left guard conversation and compete for that. Now he's got to move to center. Um, he's a smart guy, one of the smartest guys on the team from a football and an IQ standpoint. He spent the summer with uh, A.Q. Shipley, who was with the Bucks until his career ended last year uh, during the season, and he went and became a coach for a little while, and he decided that was too many hours. But Shipley was out in Arizona, and, and Hainsey spent the entire summer with him, um, lifting weights and, and, and you know doing drills and football and stuff. And so he's ready. I mean, Hainsey's ready for his opportunity, but he's never played. You know, he, he's played garbage time snaps in games that were out of hand. And now your job is to be Tom Brady's center in what could be his final season in football with a Super Bowl-ready team with two new guards on either side of you. Yee, this is a bad scenario. And it all goes back to who's responsible – for teaching these young guys in particular what the etiquette is, you know? And, and I asked, like I said, I asked Todd Bowles, and he said, well, you know, we got to take care of each other, but we also got to play football. No, you don't. You don't play football the first four days. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, it's not football. You can call it tag. You can call it two-hand touch. But, you, you know, you might as well have those guys count to five Mississippi because you're much better off doing that than what they did out there on – you know, on uh, Thursday. So it's unfortunate, and I think we're going to get bad news. I, I, I think it's going to, you know, if there's a chance that Jensen comes back later in the year, it, it will be, in my opinion, miraculous. 
the only good thing, if you're Jensen, the silver lining, and he just signed a three-year deal, two years of it's really guaranteed, is that it happened now. He's got a full year. You know, if you if you have this happen to you in December from a personal standpoint, it might be really hard to get back next season. There's no reason to think that he wouldn't if he is, in fact, done for the year. Um, but when guys like Adam Schefter and others go on there and says, you know, that it's very serious, be very surprised if he plays this season, you know, you know and, and the Bucks are kind of like, well, we got more tests and sometimes the sweat. Yeah, no, no. They might have more tests. But the litmus test was watching the guy scream and yell, and the entire team go up to him, recognizing that his season's probably over. So what you're saying is there's not going to be uh, Tom Brady saying, the bleep, you're not playing for me. That's just unbelievable. And what, <laughs> what stood out to me, uh, we're talking about the impact of it, but was the reaction of it. And mm. there was a, a linebacker slash maybe a defensive back playing up who just hunched over right away, mm. realizing it. Tom Brady's reaction was very significant. And I think it was Vita Vea who just looked dumbfounded, like, really? That just mm. happened? So you're saying that the reaction, you know, as he was being carted off was yeah. knowledgeable, but I'm saying right when it happened. And when you see that reaction right when it happens, uh, mm. you like you just said, you know it's not a good situation. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I think everybody, you know, kind of understood – uh, what had happened and guys get rolled up uh, at times. I mean, it's part of, the, it is part of the game, especially if you play in the interior de- offensive or defensive line, it was just so unnecessary in that scenario. And, you know, you, you've got to teach again, you've got to teach these young players in particular, but just in general, your team has to take care of each other because they're, you know, as much as you compete, you're, you're all on the same team. We're not trying to beat the guy in front of us or, you know, into submission. We're, we're trying to preserve each other and, and, and compete against each other and sharpen our skills, but there's just an etiquette to football. And that's why I hate, you know, there's all these rules, you know, four days without pads and this and that. And if I saw another drill by somebody, uh, and I don't, I forget what camp it was and no one got hurt, but it was a, it was another, uh, scrimmage type situation where there was offensive and defensive alignment and a guy bull rushed and pushed down the offensive lineman on his rear end. And it was very impressive. And it, it was completely illegal <laughs> from the CBA standpoint. Like that's exactly what you're not supposed to be doing unless you're in pads. Right. And that's why that, that's why that is in there is to prevent sort of these types of injuries. And so, you know what, Bulls will have to answer to it. And he's going to have to talk, get in front of his team and say, hey, we're not going anywhere, you know, if we don't learn how to practice the right way. And I feel for Logan Hall because he might be blamed uh, by fans or by some people that, like, what are you doing going so hard, you know? But I also put some blame on Aaron Stinney, right? What's the worst thing that happens if you get beat? He can't hit Brady, I don't think. I don't think he'd go that far. Maybe he would have. Maybe, maybe, maybe you prevented Brady from entering it with the same fate. I don't know, but you sure as shoot, shoot shouldn't have pushed, you know, him into Ryan Jensen because you're beat on the inside. At that point, you don't just push the guy, you know, because because that made it all the more likely that somebody was going to get hurt. Hmm. So it was just bad on bad. It is the worst case scenario, and I feel for Ryan Jensen. 
and there's nobody that loves you know he's a, he's a long shot guy to begin with he went to colorado state pueblo drafted in the sixth round uh you know cut after the first year in baltimore on the practice squad then became a starter for a year in baltimore then got the big contract with tampa bay then got another big contract won a super like he is a he is a nfl success story you know he he's that diamond in the rough and um and it's unfortunate and it may have cost them a lot of games seriously i i you can't begin to quantify wow. like what not having ryan jensen will do as great as tom brady is the one thing we know about Tom Brady is he can make a lot of chicken out of something less than that, right? <laughs> you just said but, sure as shoot and yeah, chicken. I, I, I think I know I'm where you're going with it. all these I'm statements. I'm all over it. I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm not saying it. But but the thing is, is that he can't do it if he's on his back. And the one thing I know about Brady at 45 that might have been not true as true at 25 is he's not going to get hit. Like, he – if he sees a guy win clean, that ball's going in the sidelines or it's going someplace. I saw him completely get spooked against the Washington now commanders or the Washington football team a year ago when he got hit like on the second play of the game and he was not the same. He was playing hot potato with that thing the whole game and they lost, mm. right? So at this stage of his career, he ain't about standing back there and, and getting beat up, especially from the interior um, you know, defensive line. So this is a this is a big deal. Like this is a I can't, you know, you win football games at every level up front, and you know, the, sometimes the further away from the ball you are, um, the less important you are in some respects. Even though we all like to see the guys make the pretty catches and the the throws and all that, but you know, Brad Johnson taught me a long time ago. He goes, if you watch the ball, you miss the game. The game is right there, and the Bucks got worse at that game today. And and I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do to resolve it. I I just, you know, don't know. Well, we'll get to more uh, mailbag questions in a second. And of course, this was supposed to be the mailbag episode, but other things happened. Uh, Obviously, one was, you know, what veteran center is out there. But also, I just wanted the people to realize CSU Pueblo. First of all, real quick, uh, Rick, nickname? I'm Don't worry trip. about it. No one knows the answer to that. It's the Thunder Wolves. The Thunder Wolves. Nice. I like Which that. is awesome. And I'm looking at their uh, schedule. They play. They stay in the state of Colorado except for their first and their last game. They go to Black Hills State, which is in Spearfish, South Dakota. God, that is a, wonderful. Does that that just wonderful? screams small school. And like you said, success story. So we'll get a jump on the mailbag here. And, I mean, is that the route they, they're probably going to have to go eventually uh, try and find a veteran center i mean they, there's like one out there it's jc treader who got cut by the cleveland browns to save eight eight point two million dollars i suppose you would have him on the phone and in town pretty quickly if you thought he could play and i don't know what jc treader is doing um but he played last season and he played for a, a decent team um they didn't want to pay him and they and you know they they took a you know uh, saved some salary cap money but I, there's just not – listen, guys that can play – I know Julio Jones was out there until two days ago, right? But he had options. He, he was talking to teams, and he was waiting for whatever deal he felt he needed to sign. But he was talking to New Orleans. He was talking to Indianapolis. You know, he, he was talking to, to uh, uh, a number of teams. And then he, he pulled the trigger on the Bucks. There's not the equivalent of a Julio Jones at center out there right now. 
It just Understood. that guy that guy doesn't exist. And so, you know, you, you can bring somebody else in and 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 let him compete and see if he's better than what you got. Because the bottom line is, they you know Ali Marpet. The funny thing is, is that had Ali Marpet not retired, he's played center in this league. Of course, you could easily say, you know, we're going to move him from guard back to center, and you're you're okay. They still this have his phone number. Well, yeah, but he's lost sixty five pounds. Oh gosh! <laughs> I mean, Never mind. Sorry. Sorry, I am not making that up. Like he—that's good ready. knowledge. <laughs> I know, but he, I, like I saw him at the uh, Mike Evans Family Foundation thing, and he—it it looked like somebody had put a suit on a broom. Um, it, none of his clothes fit him anymore. I mean, he—he he looks great, and the reason he—the re- reason he retired, by the way, is the unhealthy lifestyle. You know, God did make, not make a lot of three hundred and twenty-five pound men. There's 325-pound men playing in the NFL, but they weren't made that way. Uh, they've had to eat their way to that, and it, it causes a lot of health issues. And and Ali, who had had concussions and other things and, you know, suffered from sleep apnea and different stuff, he was like, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. I'm done with it. And so what is typical of a lot of offensive and defensive linemen when they quit playing football, and you've seen this, Derek, is they lose 50 pounds, many of them. Some go up, but most of them – all go down. And that's because they're not, you know, eating 20,000 calories a night or whatever it is that they require it. So yeah, now Ali Marpet's not a solution, but, uh, I wish he was, but even if he wanted to play, it'd take him probably quite a while to gain that much weight back. Hey, before we uh, get to our mailbag questions and we got a few good ones here, um, just want to remind you guys, I-, I was out there and it felt like walking on the sun, 110 heat index, your air conditioning's running all the time. I know you see those electric bills. I know they're going up, but I'm going to help you with that. And you can do it by calling May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated uh, business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now, in this field, you know, there's all these fly-by-night companies. They leave the flyers everywhere. Well, May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and service warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That right there is the May difference. So if you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all of their products. They conduct on-site testing for you, so you'll see exactly what they install. And plus, they don't use subcontractors, so uh, you know exactly who's going to do the job. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long. You can improve the quality of your life and improve the the preserve the quality of your appliances with that, with that guarantee. So May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. All right, we got some fun mailbag questions here. Let's get to it, Derek Sharp. All right, so, wow. Where, where's the, the, the email you got about a playlist? I got to hear this one before we get to the Twitter responses. Let's see here. Uh, no, no, listen, I don't know I if like people... I like that question. I like that question. I'm going to... I'm going to expose myself as the most boring man on earth, but that's okay. We'll do it. All right. I got it. I got it right here. In honor of Derek being on the show and running into him at the TV on the radio concert in Orlando. Wow. That's been like 10 years. And that's a good example of the bands I like. My question is what music, podcasts, audiobooks are on your guys' travel playlists? Thanks again for being awesome. Adam, he was obviously talking to you. Adam, Derek is way more awesome than me because I'm the most most boring guy in, on earth. Now, the other night, 
I don't know if you were uh, doing the show or if you listen to this particular podcast. I expose myself as a boys to men fan. That is not necessarily what I listen to all the Be time. Be careful but how you say what you just said. Go ahead. Did I say something? Did I say it, did I say it poorly? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. So, so is that so, on, is, is that how oh, you hype yeah, yourself oh, up for your columns? No, it's not. And I know the word that I just screwed up, so I just <laughs> it just hit me. Yeah, that's that's not really the word. I revealed that I was. <laughs> that's you, maybe not much you. better either. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> Came out at no. I you let it all hang out. <laughs> no, so I have seen Boys to Men several times in several different places, but I don't buy tickets to go to their concerts. They performed at the Fourth of July party that my wife's boss puts on at Barlow, Montana. All of that I've now seen them several times. They're going to be in Canton, Ohio, where I might go to watch Brian Young get inducted in the Hall of Fame. I think they're doing it. so. I've actually met these gentlemen. I'm, I'm, nice. I'm a, I was always a big fan. I think it's a tremendous behind the music story. Um, and they're still, they're still sound phenomenal, right? Like mm. if you're into the nineties, you know, sort of, uh, I didn't call them a boy band necessarily, but I guess there were a lot of them back then. Um, anyway, I like them. My thing, like if we're just talking, we're just talking music, we're talking podcast. What are we talking? What do we, what is, what is he, is he focused on travel? And when we're in the airplane, like what, what was the, the sort of the the thing he's trying to discover? Well, about? I think so if he's just going to, if he's going for like like cool music, we were at the same concert yeah. together. TV on the radio is just this yeah. awesome band. The lead singer has been an actor in a couple of uh, like indie films, that kind of thing. I gotcha. think he's really just asking for my latest indie bands. Um, yeah, I don't have any, so I'm 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 boring. I'm Frank Sinatra, <laughs> old school. I'm boys to I'm nineties. I'm I'm all over the map. My my uh, my son has a, a significant other, who some people in Tampa will know, uh, <laughs> and her name is Lizzie Jane, and she's now they're living in Denver, and she performs and was local, and oh, so nice. yeah, I've Very got nice. I've got music in my in my uh, family now. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, predominantly you're way more cool with the indie bands and things. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of new bands out there. I would I would say like Spin. I'm, if I go old school, mm-hmm. your your favorite band is uh, of course guided by voices. This this guy is like in his mid sixties now, the lead singer, and they they just keep cranking out the stuff. Like I've seen mm-hmm. them in concert a bunch of times, so that's the nice. one. But but as as far as newer bands, there's three of them. I would I would tell people like mm-hmm. their names aren't the best, but if you if you're into like Sonic Youth and some of those older indie bands, Horse Girl is these girls that are just getting into college and they've got it all figured out. Horse Girl mm. is amazing. Uh, wow. They just come at, they just came out with their first out al- first album. As did mm. another band named Wet Leg. They're more like British and just hilarious, but also okay. rocking. And then the one that's a little bit on the creepy side, but. These guys are incredibly talented. Like some of their music is almost scary. They're called Black Midi MIDI. Those are the three wild bands. If you put them together, put nice. them together: Horse Girl, Wet Leg, and Black Midi. Now let's get to some sports stuff. And absolutely, my, a guy you might have heard of, might have been my former roommate Todd Wright, chimed in on Twitter and said nice. he's heard that the Rays are thinking about moving some games, or thinking about doing a lot more games. I'm guessing during the week, especially, you know, in the afternoon so that people don't have to worry about rush hour and maybe it could be a, an attendance boon. I happen to think that's not the worst idea I've heard. 
It's not from this standpoint. Um, there's a snarl in traffic. Like I, so now I, I grew up on the Pinellas side, and I've been living in Hillsboro now for a very long time since 2002. And when I go to the Trop, first of all, I like the fact that I know the game's going to be played. Like people like always like to rip on the, and it is it is sort of a mausoleum down there. But I mean, the fact that there's a roof and it's 75 degrees is not the worst idea in my mind. Because I grew up here in the summertime, and I know that at 3 or 4 o'clock, you're going to get just a hellacious rainstorm, and I don't want to sit through rain delays. So I know they're playing. But even then, to get to a 7.30 game, if there's any crowd at all, right, means that I got to get on the veterans at about, if I want to get to my seat. And we're starting at around the same starting point, by the way, you and I. Yeah, well, I'm up here off of Lutz Lake Fern Road, uh, Steinbrenner High School, Cheval, all that. So if I'm going to get to the stadium, park, and get in there and have time to grab a hot dog or a Coke on my way to the seat without being completely rushed and missing a pitch, I'm going to probably have to leave about 5 o'clock. Now, I say that because I, I like to be early to things, but it'll probably take me an hour to an hour and a half at that hour because it's rush hour and I'm going, you know, people are coming out of Tampa. So when I hit the Howard Franklin bridge and where it really backs up is right around Gandy Boulevard and, and going South. And so you can get, you can get locked, you know, it's, I mean, it's only like what three lanes across four lanes across in some spots. That's a pain. So yeah, I, I would be now, not everybody, you know, is done working that can go down there at, at, at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I recognize that. But you know what? It doesn't bother the Cubs fans. They seem to make it there, and they play mostly day games. Well, so, let's think about the whole advantage of, you know, an indoor facility. Uh, right. when, would you, when would you like to truly take advantage of being inside? In the yeah. afternoon or at yeah. night? Yeah, 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 exactly. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right. Exactly right. What else do we have here? Uh, Rick, can we get a, this is from UK Bucks. We love our overseas listeners. Can we get a way too early prediction of the Bucks record this upcoming season? Uh, way too early. Go ahead. Well, if you'd asked me this question yesterday, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it's a little harder to handicap without a center. Um, listen, I'll say this. Go look at Tom Brady's record through the years since he's become a starter in this league. He rarely, rarely, if ever, wins less than 10 games. Most of the time he wins 12 or more. And now there are 17 games in a season. So I think, in this division, especially when you have Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons as they exist today without Julio Jones and Russell Gage, et cetera, when you have unsettled quarterback situation and a coach on the hot seat in Carolina with Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, when you have Jameis Winston as the big hope in New Orleans, 
right, taking over from Drew Brees. And Jameis played well up until the point he had a torn ACL, but he's also coming off a torn ACL. And, yeah, Michael Thomas is, is starting the year on PUP, but he's going to be back at some point. They clearly own the Bucks in terms of the regular season. The, the Bucks should win this division, period. They should win this division. And if they do, they're going to be in the playoffs. And I, I, I think it's one of the easier divisions in football. I mean, where, where do you want to play? Do you want to play in the NFC East? Well, maybe. I mean, but Dallas is pretty good, and they are playing the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, Philadelphia, they beat in the playoffs a year ago. You you would expect maybe the Commanders would be a little bit better. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I like Ron Rivera. Uh, they have Carson Wentz at quarterback. I don't know how he's going to do. He won some games in Indianapolis but didn't make the playoffs. Uh, the NFC West, you want to play out there? No. No, you don't want to play San Francisco or the Rams every week or Arizona with Kyler Murray. Like, that. that's a tough – so Green Bay in the NFC Central or North, the old NFC Central, the NFC North um, is the dominant team in that division. The Bears aren't yet there yet. Minnesota, at least, you know, has put up a fight now and again. The Lions still have a ways to go, so that's not a great division either. But I think I think Brady's going to win probably 12 games. I would have said 13 before today. Um, but I think he's going to win 12 or 13 games and either have the one or two seed in the NFC. That's That's just what I believe. If he stays healthy and they don't get cataclysmic injuries. This is always a bad sign too, by the way. Like, there are certain things that happen early in training camp. You go, ooh, ooh. Mm. Because when you take that blow and you think, what if they lose another lineman, right? Uh, and what if there's a run? Could this be the run on a position? You know, they had the run on that position last year at defensive back. And they right. never they never got from under it. And then towards the end of the year, it was a wide receiver position. And they never got out of that. So you just hope that, like, ooh, how many guys? Because remember Kansas City when they made the Super Bowl, which I think was remarkable they made the Super Bowl. Go back and look at that offensive line. It was horrible, and it showed in in the post in in the Super Bowl when the Bucks just completely got after Patrick Mahomes. You don't want that situation in front of Tom Brady. He can't run around like that guy. So that'll be an, a factor. But like I said, before Jensen went down, I just said thirteen wins. Afterwards, I'm going to say eleven or twelve. Wow. Well, what I always like to do when people ask for specific predictions is throw some ties in there. So I'm going to go with. Um... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 11 3 and 2 perfect <laughs> uh, there was like no, 3 that... years where tom jones predicted the bucks would be 5 10 and 1 <laughs> oh like tom. 3 years in a row spring and he, was, he got the 5 and 10 part right i think spring loaded for negativity yes he was <laughs> i love hearing from greg who was a big uh, listener when i was working we were working at wdae and he says uh, his first question as a retiree and resident of Costa Rica. Now, there are a lot of other ones that we're going to say for next week. They're still going to be relevant next week, but I wanted to get to this because I love Greg. He says, what's the one thing either of us will miss once we step away from our respective pr professions? What athlete can you compare to what Brady has done at his age? So let's stick to the first one. What's the one thing we'll both miss the most? Um, <laughs> after a day gotta, like today I gotta be honest with you it's not a long list and this might surprise people I'm not that guy that's gonna like wax nostalgic about boy I really and and no offense to anybody else out there in uh in, in media world but unlike some people that seem to always come around even after they're no longer necessarily I don't know doing what they did um I will be off the radar, 
okay? If you see me at Raymond James, I'll be headed to a suite. Right. Because somebody invited me there, and I want to eat and drink and be merry. I'm not going for any other reason, okay? You won't see me at practice unless, again, I'm invited for some nostalgia, you know, somebody's laid out the red carpet for me. I'm just, I'm going to disappear. I'm going off the grid. The one thing I will miss, there's a couple of things, and this is going to be sound, this is going to sound very selfish, but that's who I am. At the end of the year, usually a long year, because they're all longer, um, and a certain amount of travel, which isn't significant, but it adds up. You know, I might spend, I don't know, 20 days a year on the road. I'm not like, this isn't baseball, right? So we're in and out of a city, sometimes one day, 20 hours or so. But you do manage to rack up a significant amount of Marriott points or or miles or whatever. I'm so right there that, with you, by the way. <laughs> it's that knowledge of, you know, when it's all over, <laughs> when everything else is done, um, I can like at least get away for a few days and, and, and stay at a nice hotel or get a free flight or whatever. That's one of the very few perks of the job. And I will say this too, that like the trip, while I, I'm not, travel does not excite me like it used to. I mean, I was go time and, you know, but now with COVID and there's so much, you know, anything can get you right. And the airlines are not fun. And you used to get bumped up to first class all the time on, on Delta or whatever. doesn't happen, but it is cool to, to, to visit other parts of the country and, and, and sort of soak in their culture. Like when I go to green Bay, I'm all about, you know, the people up there and just the culture of, of, of Wisconsinites and, and, you know, uh, hanging out and, you know, and having, having a beer and, and, and a brat and, you know, and smelling that smell in the parking lot at Lambeau and everybody's barbecuing and stuff. Like there's, you know, and, and, you know, every, you just recognize it's a big country out there and everybody is different in the States that you visit and they have their own subculture. And it's just really cool, you know, seeing all that, you know, that quilt of the United States and, and, and being able to actually experience it. And I've gotten to do that. And so that part of the, of the job I really enjoy, but it's become harder and harder and less and less and fewer time in a city and all of that so it's changed but but i will miss some of the perks of of the job in terms of like you know having a saturday night dinner on off bourbon street at gw fins you know which is one of the great restaurants in new orleans like there are there are places that i will miss going to that i'm sure i won't get back to as much um, well, but other I mean, than that, really nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy calling the games on my job at USF, and I, I the road trips definitely. Like you just mentioned, New Orleans, we always go to Drago's and get the char grilled oysters, yeah, which are just yeah. unbelievable. But some of the yeah. towns that people wouldn't even know about, like you know, when even though it was disappointing from a performance standpoint, when the women's basketball team, you know, had to settle for the WNIT, we mm-hmm. went to. James Madison in Harrisonburg, Virginia, like a town I would never go to is right. just a neat little town. And then right. there are other, you know, bigger opportunities. Uh, for example, the last season when we spent a week in the Bahamas, that, that was bad. Okay. That yeah. was okay as well. So that's definitely part of it. Yeah. And then I wanted to uh, listen. I understand how Twitter works. Most people, especially with this podcast are very positive. Not going to give the guy's name, but, you know, after the first couple of days, we talked a little bit, a lot about USF and someone said, Mm -hmm. hey, love the show. But, 
you know, not liking the subject matter these first two days. I think he was talking about too much USF. And I just wanted to make sure that, um, and, and this is something I'm actually going to bring into what you all can do as, as individuals, as sports fans. Some people use Twitter like the, you know, customer service line at a cable company. They're only going to call it <laughs> if they're upset. Now, let's think about this. Have you, have you, if you're listening, ever called your cable company to say, you know what? Just no. watched another great movie on demand. <laughs> Loving all the channels. Just keep doing what you guys are doing. Don't really change good. a thing. Yeah. So, uh, so my point is those poor people, and I'm glad I'm not one of them that work at a place like that only get complaint calls. And that's what some people use Twitter for. And that's fine. So I would say that's not going to bother me, but try, try. And from a sports point of view, think about folks who only hear complaints and change that. And I'm not lying here, Rick. I have done it many a time after a game I've called on the radio, soccer and volleyball, where they're right in front of you, basketball as well, and yeah. said, nice job to referees because they are like the cable company. No they're one not- ever says anything nice to them. That's right. So, yes, we, I think for the most part, got a lot of positive reviews. And um, I believe me, when I hear people that say, hey, not a fan of it, whatever. It doesn't bother me. And for the most part, people enjoy the podcast. You do a great job. Steve Versnick does a great job. And I'm had a great time this week and looking forward to next week. Well, it's been fun. And, um, and I'm not, I don't think anybody needs to apologize for talking about USF because that's one thing we don't talk enough about. And that's, that's opened my eyes just having you on here. And, you know, if, if USF's not your school or not your cup of tea, that's fine. We talk about a lot of things that don't suit everybody. It can't always be about the bucks or the rays or the lightning, but obviously we spent our, a majority of time doing that, but, um, I've enjoyed it. Well, let me tell you guys, if you, if you want to hear the show, if you want to hear some USF stuff on Friday morning, oh, you the channel, you, it's going to be, uh, I do an, an, a half hour show every day on USF Bulls Unlimited, which is the iHeart channel. But Friday and probably for the next few days, I was like, you know, a half hour is not going to cut it. So we're going to go full hour, bunch of interviews. If you've never heard Antonio Greer, the linebacker for the Bulls, trust me, you have to listen to what he has to say on Friday's show. And that's just going to be one of, let's see, nine, ten interviews on the show. Uh, Offensive line, everybody. There's a new offensive line that transferred from UCF to USF. We have a great conversation about that, as well as the hot now sign at Krispy Kreme Donuts. Believe me, Friday's show, if you are a USF fan, is worth checking out. I, I don't want to give away too much, but is, is this a show where you speak to a soccer player and learn something as well? Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, there, There's a player on the – they've got a lot. Um, half the team is new, and so I got a chance on Thursday to interview plenty of them. And there happens to be one player whose dad, she almost casually tossed it into the middle of the conversation, is a former national team player and former USF player. So, yeah, there's wow. there's a lot of stuff coming up in the next week. And, of course, once we get into the games, there'll be even more stuff on our channel. So if you do get into the USF stuff, unlike the one tweeter, you are going to want to check out USF Bulls Unlimited, which is my, you know, my day job and my night job. 
And just a reminder before we let you go for the weekend, uh, please call our friends at May Electric Solar. You want to save some money on your electric bill. This is the only way to do it, the best way to do it. They've been in business for 12 years. Um, they're committed to you for the long term. They have a 30-year labor and a service warranty. You get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's the main difference. What else do you people want? Uh, they've got a Hudson showroom. They'll show you how they install everything and display all their products start saving today call the solar energy experts may electric solar 727-819-2862 to schedule a free estimate lower your electric bill all year long preserve your quality of life and preserve your appliances may electric solar 727-819-2862 it's been a fantastic week with Derek sharp hope you guys enjoy the weekend we'll be back on monday i'm rick Stroud, the tampa Bay times have a great weekend everybody Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.